Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by my colleagues, Becky and Duncan. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. And we're going to be talking about um, media partnerships. Um, Listening, you may already have a little bit of experience with media partnerships, or it might be entirely brand new to you, and you may have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So that is what we're here to solve. We're here to help. Um, So as usual, we'll start from the very basics in terms of what it is, um, the details, the different kinds of partnerships there are, um, and your first steps really into getting those um, started and set up. So without further ado, um, Becky, we'll start with you. Um, Media partnerships, what exactly are we talking about? What do we mean by media partnerships? Uh, so media partnerships are a little bit a kind of kind of sound they are what they sound like they're working with um, a media outlet could be print online could be um, looking at social channels um, any kind of media that we want to work with we're looking at um, a collaborative approach um, when we talk about partnerships so it's mutually beneficial to both the brand that who we're working for or who the partnership's for and the publication house or magazine mm-hmm. or online or, or social that we want to work with. And yes, there is a paid for element in this when we talk about it. Unfortunately, it's not always something that is free, but it is something that is mutually beneficial. So mm-hmm. um, it's either going to be something like we're providing content that is useful to their audience from a from a brand perspective, um, but it also gives us the opportunity, us as the brand, the opportunity to tap into that media outlet's audience. Um, perhaps they've got a really big audience or really specific, really targeted audience that we want to be talking to. Um, and the fact that it's mutually, mutually beneficial means that there it's a two-way conversation about what the content is going to be and also mm-hmm. how that's going to be shaped both between the brand and the publication. And that's really key to how it differs from, I know you talked about it being paid and there is that paid element, but that's how it really differs from advertising, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when we talk about advertising, kind of is what it, we can do what we like when we pay within reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can within, design... within reasons, stay ethical. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're booking advertising, for example, that could be um, quite simply uh, a print ad that we design ourselves again being ethical Mm -hmm. it can say what we like we can put our key messages on it we design it how we like and that is placed in a magazine or newspaper um online on banners or through social content um but generally it is that the brand can kind of do what they like with regards to their advertising or the content they're putting forward obviously there's um different different angles with advertising we can look at um advertorials which you might have come across before but an 
advertorial again is paid for you can um got that advert in in the front but it is written like editorial content so that it, mm-hmm. it's got a very different look and feel about it but again it is paid for content so when we're talking about media partnerships absolutely this is this two-way conversation um conversation and collaboration with the content it's mutually beneficial for both the brand and the magazine so the magazine is getting expert comment perhaps or content from the brand but it is relevant for the audience and means that the brand can tap Mm -hmm. into that audience and have um, more opportunity to talk to them, share key messages, share content that might be of interest to them, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a good summary. Thanks, Becky. (laughs) And and I suppose, and this is for either either of you as well, Duncan or or Becky, uh, can we give our listeners a bit of an example I know there Becky you've talked about advertorials are there other examples we can give of the different types of media partnerships that are possible that exist out there yeah so media partnerships is kind of one of those umbrella terms that like PR and marketing uh, has it has loads of these Mm -hmm. kind of yeah terms that lots of different things fit into and sometimes can also change what it refers to when you work with different agencies or in different spheres of PR. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, meeting partnerships, quite a lot of different things uh, fall into it. So yeah, as said, um, can be these different types of advertorials. But yeah, anything that kind of is a project that you yeah. work with uh, with the uh, um, media title on would be a media partnership. So mm-hmm. this could be things like uh, competitions, either like run through social media or other platforms. Mm-hmm. They're like a really nice one that can work really well. Um, and then it can be stuff that might like happen at an event. So like a roundtable discussion where you get one of the journalists from the titles to kind of host the event. That That's all under mm-hmm. media partnerships. And yeah, they all, they all um, benefit from, as we've said, that kind of mutual working together on a project and yeah. kind of elevates it to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, there are, there are, it can it can really come in all sorts of different guises, can't it? It's there are there are different packages you can put together, and and it really does come down to what your objectives are, and and you know what fits with each um, media partner and what's going to work for them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I also think it should be totally bespoke each time we're looking at different media partnerships. Um, whether it is just something that's a one-off that you just want to test or trial as a business, you haven't done it before and you just want to want to do it once and see what the outcome is. Or perhaps if we're looking at something that's much longer term, kind of an evolving relationship mm-hmm. and looking for those longer length um, articles or relationships that can really help develop um, your brand or your messages at key points within a journey or a campaign or like a a calendar year for example so it really is about like you said depending on what those objectives are or what the messages are that we want to share the media partnership should be able to evolve with that but it should absolutely be set based on what those objectives are yeah and we did an, an example actually when we did at ADPR quite recently um, for one of our clients. It was a really nice one. It was with um, Polar Watches um, and they wanted to, a key, a key part of their objectives and, and one of the things they employed us to do was to reach um, more women and more women runners, female runners. And we we set up a really nice and ran a really nice partnership with Women's Running. Um, it, it had kind of the dynamics was we... We had a competition. Uh, we set up a competition with 
winners who there were 10 of them who were um, running marathons. Um, we not only gave them the kit to help them kind of train and run their marathon, but we had um, a running coach that helped them to um, to train, give them bespoke training plans, nutrition advice, sleep advice. Um, and we ran it in partnership with Women's Running. So not only did we have that initial competition element that you mentioned earlier, Duncan, um, but we had this, these ongoing articles that were drip fed throughout a period of time. Um, and it was really nice. We, we had that really nice interaction with the winners and the runners themselves. So we had that kind of direct reach to that key audience, but also via the magazine, we were, um, you know, we were in the publication, we were online, we went through social channels, we did some Instagram lives with the running coach and one of the um, editorial staff there. So there were loads and loads of different touch points. Um, and it was a, a really fantastic package but it was exactly as we've talked about it was very bespoke to what we needed what those objectives were and um and it has some really great outcomes for both the publication and and our clients so that was a nice um example of a partnership that was ongoing it wasn't you know one a one-off advertorial placement um and it worked really nicely and, and everybody was really pleased with how that turned out so um that was a good one it was fun to work on as well that one um so moving on from that, so we've kind of established what kinds of um, packages we talk about when we talk about media partnerships, but what are the key benefits of, of these kinds of media partnerships over something like advertising and editorial, which of course have their place? Um, but what would you say are the key benefits of a media partnership? Any, any one of you, I don't <laughs> mind. I'll, I'll start. How about that? <laughs> um, so I guess one of the biggest benefits is that because there is a paid for element, you have a lot more control with regards to what the content's going to look like and ensuring there are those key brand messages, call to actions, mm-hmm. assets included. And that um, is really beneficial both from both sides, but looking at it from a brand's perspective, it just means that the content that we are producing as, and, and, and is being published includes those key messages or the um, calls to action that is really important that we direct them to a, to a website or they call a particular number to find out more or have a look on mm-hmm. social media. Um, having those messages and calls to actions guaranteed that they're included in the copy is so valuable when you're mm-hmm. thinking of when we move down to kind of objectives and goal setting, et cetera, why are we doing this? We're making sure that we've got those ticks in those boxes because it's really important that when you spend money, that money is working really hard for you. And if the main aim is to, I don't know, raise brand awareness or direct people to a particular site or um, kind of educate people and and evolve or change their behavior, we want to be able to say our messages in the right way or bring Mm -hmm. our our perspective across in the right way to the right people so the beauty of a media partnership is that because there is a paid element you have a lot more say and then from the from the publications perspective they still have control in terms of what it looks like or how the the article for example Mm -hmm. if it's an article um might be shaped that it's still within the editorial guidelines um but both sides are happy then. We're getting the content we want from a from a brand perspective, but the publication is still in control of kind of the look, the feel, mm. the the topic, for example. Yeah, and, and actually that's a, a good point to cover is depending on 
who which media partner you're working with does depend on the kind of mechanics of it, doesn't it? There are there are some publications that um, whether on when I say publications, uh, media channels, so that could be online, print, radio, um, that like you to provide them with all the information and they draft some content themselves mm-hmm. or some like you to just draft everything yourselves and then they and then yeah, they'll just yeah. publish it. <laughs> and and you know what sometimes it's quite nice to work like that and be flexible like that absolutely mm. there are um media channels that will write the content themselves because they write it in a certain way or they have their editor who will is well versed in doing it they can turn it around really quickly um in the way they want it um again this is a conversation point at the start when we're talking about um potential media partnerships um but it is if they want to write it and we can provide the information and make sure these three key messages are in and we've got this call to action and this link to said website um it's it's just important that it's a collaborative approach and it works both ways but like you say there are going to be times when the end goal is that the editor will write the content and Mm -hmm. we supply the information or it's okay for us to write the content. It may well just be edited slightly or topped and tailed to make sure it fits within Mm. a particular format, for example. Yeah. And it's, and essentially, you know, the, one of the key benefits of a media partnership is that, you know, with editorial and quite rightly, you know, editorial journalists have to, always write very balanced pieces in terms of if they're talking about a particular I'll go back to watches again just because we were talking about polar earlier but if they were talking about fitness watches they they generally they can't write a big double page spread just all about how great that one brand is you know that's very that's incredibly rare that you'll ever get that from an editorial piece just because it's so um biased towards a certain brand that you know readers would think what they you know why are they just talking about this one and that you know they always have to have it as quite a balanced piece and so with a media partnership you you can kind of get that big splash and of course the publication will write on their advertorial so that readers know that it's a paid for piece but it's got as you say um Becky earlier that it's got that editorial feel so actually it's really interesting to read and it's still really engaging but uh, we get all the right messaging in there and everything we want to say about the brand um yeah it- and i think i think sorry i think it's probably fair to say as well from both sides um but particularly looking from a kind of um media perspective if they don't feel the partnership is going to work in the way that is also beneficial to them or works for the for the brand and getting what they want to achieve out of it. I think it is fair that they would say that it's it's not going to work this time or I don't think there's um that we're kind of meeting all the briefs from both sides. So if it doesn't feel right with a particular publication or package that they're putting together, it is absolutely okay to to walk away and say I'm not sure this is going to work this time let's look at it for a future campaign or mm-hmm. um whatever like just because you might start having a conversation with um a publication or a particular media channel doesn't mean you have to commit straight away at all it should be a conversation from both sides and as we keep saying 
it's a mutual benef- mutually beneficial partnership. So it needs to be beneficial but for both sides. So mm. it's fine to, if it doesn't feel like it's going to work or the content's not going to be right on either side, I think it's it's really important that we say that, that you don't have to commit just because you have a conversation with someone about it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And, it's, and it is a good point to to raise and we we keep saying it to me collaborative but it, it is <laughs> and it's um because you don't have the same control as you do with advertising do you that's I suppose that's a key element sure, of it, yeah is you don't you know it's not just I've paid for a space I can put whatever I want on it it's it has to be mutually beneficial so you have to be prepared you as the brand as the company that you're going to get some pushback if it's not going to be right for that Absolutely. publication. Um, yeah. And you just need to be aware of that from the beginning. And, and, you know, again, it's all about conversations and making sure that you're on the same page, but um, don't feel like you can just tell them that they have to do whatever you want because it's, yeah, it's the, the key is in the word partnership, isn't it really? I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, and I suppose another benefit there, and then I'll stop talking and Duncan, you can talk as well, um, <laughs> is, is um, from the editorial side, because you've been speaking to this publication, and it can be very good if you're very new, if you're a startup, if you're a small company and you don't have huge amounts of brand awareness, a partnership can be a really good way to start and to get in with really key media titles because once you've you've been having those conversations with the publication um and you're talking about who you are as a company um and all those key messages and who your audience are the next time they are writing something from an editorial perspective about a service or product that you might provide you're very front of mind aren't you it's they they've worked with you and they think do you know what we we worked with a really nice company earlier in the year that do exactly this and you'll find that they reach out to you from an editorial perspective as well so it's very beneficial in that way um in terms of then um you want to push forward with the media partnership um how would a company or a brand decide on which media title which media channel is is best for them um yeah so yeah basically ever since i started working in pr it's only since then that i realized that there is a publication basically for everything so you can get <laughs> yeah. you can pretty much really drill down into what your target audience is and you'll you'll be able to match up a publication mm-hmm. um like relatively easily um and especially when you begin these conversations as becky was saying you can begin these media partnership conversations without committing anything and they will happily share with you their readership stats and and usually as well for um lots of media partnerships they will have kind of a um package that they Mm -hmm. will readily share that will help you kind of compare that to what budget you have available um and their readership stats so you can see where that kind of all lines up for you um obviously budget is a massive deciding factor yeah. but I think as we've said as as Jenny was just saying that you do want to keep in mind that even if you're working on this kind of standalone project you should keep in mind that it is a long-term investment in the relationship mm-hmm. so you like kind of gotta try and keep that in mind as much as possible but obviously 
budget should be kept in mind. You shouldn't get carried away and be like, oh, we can do podcasts <laughs> and uh, a huge event and like, yeah, let's do it all. I yeah. mean, if budget is no option, what a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's no, yeah, no object. Wherever you want, absolutely. That would be lovely, <laughs> wouldn't it? Unlimited budget. Um, no, and you're absolutely right, Duncan. It's so important to start with your objectives um, what it is you're trying very specifically what it is you're trying to achieve from the partnership is it website traffic is it you know in which case you're going to want to be looking at ideally an online partnership so that you can really track where that where that traffic traffic is coming from is it to reach a particular segment of your audience you know have you maybe you you do have um I don't, I'm just going to go for the really simple male-female split, but actually you want, you know, you're trying to reach more women. What, you know, who are you going to target for that? It very much comes down to what your specific objectives are and your target audience. And and as you say, Duncan, there's it might surprise you actually if you reach out to some media titles that you thought would be perfect and then you look at their demographic breakdown and say, actually, they're not the right they're not the right people and we need you know we should actually go down something go down a different path so it's good to get that kind of information from the media first and of course yeah but budget (laughs) budget dependent because you know it goes without saying that a partnership with a national newspaper for example and a supplement is going to cost you a lot more than a trade media title but then mm. equally that trade media title is going to be have a much more targeted audience targeted audience um potentially for what you're trying to do so it, it again it links back to those those objectives and making sure you know what you want from the partnership yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there jenny it is absolutely about right at the start thinking about what what do you want to achieve from the partnership why are we looking to have this media partnership potentially and who do we want to talk to and what do we want to tell them and I think if you can ask yourself those kind of key questions right at the start hopefully that will give you a little bit of guidance and focus on which kind of media outlet perhaps it is that you want to talk to potentially what that campaign might look like Mm -hmm. Um, and once you've got those kind of nuggets of information it's really important then to take that and keep that front of mind and right at the top of the of your agenda when you're working through potentially what the partnership might look like or the different mechanics or tactics that you're going to use um, and making sure you're at all times you're is it going to be of interest to the audience that we want to want to talk to are Mm -hmm. we delivering the key messages that we want to and and does the audience care like we've got to make sure that what we're giving that audience is what they want to hear or read or they may not know they want to read that but it has to be a benefit to yeah. them and in which case that's where we get the support from the from the media channel and yeah. again we we keep saying it it's all about that collaborative approach if you've got the right content for the right audience then the magazine or channel online or um social is going to be more on board to support you because they will then be giving their audience content that is really valuable that potentially they might not have been able to give them without your partnership. Yeah. And it's, how do I put this in the nicest possible way um, is, is don't, don't, don't fall into the trap of kind of a vanity piece and picking a title based on the fact that you just really like that title <laughs> and you like to read it at the weekend and you know maybe you know that your mates do um 
you know, it can be very tempting, I think, and a, and a lot of brands can do that where you think, actually, I just really love reading, you know, X, Y, Z title. So that's what, who I want to partner with and talk about my business. Whereas actually be careful if, it, you know, if it isn't hitting your objectives and your target audience, then it's a, it's a waste of your budget because it won't give you the results that you want, even though you can go and show it off to your mates and have the, <laughs> to have the satisfaction of, of opening up your favorite title and, and seeing your face in there. Um, it's, you know, make sure you don't, you know, make your decision based on the fact that you just like that title. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important that you kind of set your objectives and you're comfortable with what they are and how they look and what you're therefore going to achieve. There's no point trying to be really planned and measured and have some good objectives if actually you just want to be in a particular magazine um, or online, for example, so that your mates can see you. I think it is really important, especially when you're spending a lot of money um, yeah. on behalf of your business, for your business. It is really important that the reason you're choosing said publication is because it is valuable yeah. to your business and is going to put you in front of the people that are potentially going to purchase from you or work with you, whatever your product or services is. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And so that kind of leads us on to as well. So we've, you know, we're a business. We've decided, yep, we've got some budget. We're going to go for a media partnership. We know, we think we know which media partner we're going to choose because they've got the best target audience and they can reach the people we need to to reach our business objectives how do you then decide what that partnership is going to look like we've talked about all you know we've talked about all the different ways that partnership can can go or how it can look but how you know how do we decide on that where do we even begin <laughs> so I think I think we've touched on it a little bit already but I think right at the start I think it's really important that we look at our objectives and kind of outline what it is we want from this partnership because I think that will ultimately shape what the partnership's going to look like all mm. the way down from what content we're going to use what assets we need what kind of content is it going to be written content is it going to be video are we going to do it is it going to be a bit like an interview? Is it going to be a thought leadership style piece mm -hmm. of what? Is it going to be a round table? Are we going to get lots of people together? So I think absolutely right at the start, we need to be looking at those objectives and making sure we're setting really clear goals and objectives for ourselves about what, indeed, what we want out of this partnership. What does success look for us? like for us so if we we come to the end so we're looking at the end and our partnership is complete and we're looking back at it to us what what makes us think that that was successful is it the amount of coverage that we've secured is it the number of people that we've potentially reached is it the kind of messaging that we've got is it some of the feedback is it some of those like online metrics that are um, traffic through to the websites click on clicking onto a certain page etc mm -hmm. like it could Honestly, it could be anything, mm. but it is really important that for your business, specific to your business, you can set those objectives that will matter to your business. And ultimately, that will be 
what will shape your your partnership and what it looks mm-hmm. like. And the media house can absolutely work with you if you're not sure, really, um, you haven't written an article before or you haven't done an interview or you're nervous about hosting an event or a round table, for example. Absolutely, this is another one of those reasons that we work with the media um, channel is because they've got that experience and knowledge yeah. and they can help us create the content so if we can't we haven't got confidence to write or we don't have the time or we don't have the experience then they can help you do it um if it's certain resources that we need that again they can help do it that's another one of the reasons that we pay for the partnership as well is to tap into their expertise mm-hmm. which is also why they um want to work with us because they're tapping into our expertise on a particular subject for example yeah no that's a good point and actually where you mentioned Roundtables. Um, I in in a past in a past life uh, um, <laughs> in, in somewhere I previously worked, um, and we wanted to um, learn more about how we could reach sort of untapped uh, film talent. So um, I used to work for a place, and we used to um, help to fund small filmmakers, and it was it's really difficult to get new talent into it. So we were like, how, you know, how can we do that? And actually one of, you know, obviously the planning went on a lot longer than this 36 second summary, but we um, eventually worked with, a, you know, a key trade title um, and had a round table where we brought together lots and lots of people from across the industry to have a really good discussion about, um, yeah, exactly how to tap into that film talent, how to reach them, what the key challenges were. Um, and not only did were we able to gather that amazing intel from great minds from across the industry, but we, we had this key media title writing it up, you know, it was kind of also branded their roundtable and they wrote up a whole big piece on it so there was lots around brand awareness as well but actually there was um such a mine of information that came out from that and that was the key objective of it you know our key objective wasn't brand awareness or or anything further from the coverage but it was it was such a good and beneficial media partnership that we were able to talk to them about and really iron out what it was going to look like and um, how it was going to benefit everybody. And um, that's an example of how it doesn't necessarily have to be written piece about your services and about your product, but actually just taking advantage of their reach and and pulling together different minds to, yeah, to almost do a bit of research in some ways, that kind of roundtable. So, um yeah, that's another example of how it can work. Um, I, think, I think, oh, I was just going to say, I think with the roundtables as well, that's a great example that you can really rely on the expertise of the kind of media title and the journalist because mm. without tooting their own trumpet too much, journalists are very good at their job, especially yeah. ones that are kind of assigned to those roundtable events. Like mm-hmm. if you if it, if it was an event like at a, at a brand event where, without the round table it'll just be the brand speaking the brand will be very good at talking about themselves and saying how great they are rightly yeah. so because they should think they're great <laughs> then having a journalist there who knows the whole of the market really well and will be really yeah. good at asking questions because it's their job it just like elevates it so much and can end up creating a really interesting piece of content and kind of a really really engaging one as well yeah absolutely it's a really good point and, and credibility isn't it from because as exactly. you say there's 
they're experts in their field and um, you've got that kind of third party credibility to to whatever the subject is um yeah that's that's a really good point and I think you know Becky on your point in terms of what the content looks looks like um sort of slightly backtracking and going back to your point there (laughs) is yeah it's very true it's really key to know how your key audience consume information you know don't just go for a fancy video because you like the sound of it is is that how your audience like to consume their information you know make it as accessible as accessible and as engaging as possible for that specific audience you know make sure it's tailored um is really important absolutely and I think Duncan hit the nail on the head there again with um, when you're working with the right media outlet, they should be experts in their field and they should help guide you with the right kind of content for that audience mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it is, I keep saying it, I'm very sorry. Um, it is okay. absolutely a collaborative approach and it should yeah. work for both sides so that we're getting the right messages, the brand to the right audience from the publication in the right way so yeah. that our key audience is going to be able to consume the media or the content. Yeah. And kind of then in terms of, you touched upon this earlier, Becky, when you were talking about what success looks like. So, you know, how do people measure the impact of how successful a partnership has been? Sure. So I think, again, it comes back to, let's start with the end goal in mind. What does success look like? to the business what once we look at the part once we look at the project and we've come to the end of it and we want to know we're happy with it what what is that and I think that helps to set those objectives right at the start and that will help us to measure and evaluate evaluate whether the campaign was successful and it might be through things like um the goals that you set might be um people visiting a page on your website it might be Mm -hmm. picking up the phone to find out more information it might be um the number of key messages in a piece of content it might be there's lots of different things that will come from those original hopefully should come from those original (laughs) objectives that you've set to help you decide what was what makes your piece successful and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the fact that for one business um a successful media partnership might be having 10 people come to the round table and getting a nice two three page write-up in the magazine Mm -hmm. that helped you host it um for another company it might be that uh, I don't know, 2,000 people read the <laughs> article from top to bottom of a page online. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's very, very complex um, algorithms and goals that we can set online. It can be very technical when you're doing kind of digital content as well. But there are ways that you can track, um, obviously, web traffic through to the page. You can uh, track how far down people are scrolling when they're reading your content um clicking on a certain page or button on your website for example there's lots of different goals that we mm-hmm. can set um that mean that it would be successful for us so it really is how long is a piece of string what success <laughs> looks like to your business setting that right at the start so that yeah. you can evaluate that at the end and appreciate that's there's not just an answer for that one unfortunately it comes, no, absolutely comes down to the, it's, it's, to the campaign it, yeah it can be really hard can't it because it is as with so much we cover on this podcast 
everything is very bespoke. There is not one size fits all for every company or every activation or every partnership. It really, really does come down to building um, a campaign or a partnership or an activation around your objectives, your target audience, you know, what ultimately are your goals and you want to do and finding the right fit for you. So I agree, Becky, don't worry. That wasn't a trick question in terms of give me some actual ways. <laughs> give me specifics, please, and numbers. But um, yeah, it is very bespoke and it's important. It's a very good point, Becky. And I think we say it across, again, so many um, different things we talk about on this podcast is just always make sure you're thinking about measurements from the very, very beginning. Don't leave it as a last minute um, God, I should probably, you know, I should probably think about how I'm going to show my, you know, the board how successful this has been. You know, you you need to think from the very, very beginning. What are those metrics? What are you measuring? What Absolutely. does success look like? And um, for some, it will be really simple metrics. So it might just be how many impressions you've got through to your website yeah. if it's digital. Um, for bigger campaigns, perhaps, or for those with maybe slightly bigger budgets, where we're looking at um like behavior change or mm-hmm. change in perceptions of certain things um you can look at things like doing um focus groups or kind of market research before and after to see if there's kind of any difference in that behavior change or how people perceive a certain brand or a message or an asset for example so like we've said it really does depend on mm-hmm. what your campaign is what the objectives you are but also um what budget we've got to play with because we can go really simple and easy to understand um and that might perfectly work for one media campaign for another brand we might want to go a little bit more in depth and look mm-hmm. at lots of really intricate details um set goals on on google analytics etc so yeah. yeah and you know and that's and the media partner you work with will usually have some ways they can track the success for you as well won't they particularly if it's a digital campaign if you're doing stuff online if you're doing stuff through their social channels um they will be able to give you all those engagement figures all those kind of click-throughs all of that data will come to you as part of that partnership yes um and they can give you examples of past um past partnerships and campaigns that they've worked on too so you can kind of gauge how yeah. well they run them and I think um, it's also important to know that the part the media house that you choose to work with or agree to work with they're gonna want your media partnership to go well they're gonna want to yeah, help you yeah. with the content and make sure it is successful so that if when you decide to do something again potentially going to work with them again mm. or look at different options for the future so it is um, always a, it should be a two-way conversation throughout the entire process from firstly talking about the ideas all the way to the end and making sure that it is a successful campaign mm-hmm. and gives you those you hit those targets and um tick off those objectives yeah and maybe a weird tangent for me to throw this in there <laughs> but <laughs> as, you, as you say you know they want it to go well and you know it is important for brands and companies and us as a as a PR and communications agency you know we should be supporting our media colleagues as well they give they create fantastic content that we all love to read you know we find out vital information through media content and actually they can't survive on nothing you know everybody wants something for free and yes it's lovely when you get some lovely free editorial but you know let's also support that 
you know, the media that we know and love, let's make sure that they can keep creating fantastic editorial content by supporting them in other ways as well. And and that does mean, you know, putting your hands in your pockets and, and finding some budget to do that. But it's well, well worth it when you're reaching your audiences, you're reaching your goals and, you know, yeah, you've, you've put some money behind it, but you're also supporting those fantastic media titles that, you know, you want to keep going because it's all, oh, back, back to that again, mutually beneficial. And, uh, <laughs> collaborative, collaborative relationships. <laughs> Word of the day. Collaborative. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, you know, they're, they're very, very valuable, aren't they? Media partnerships. That's, um, you know, and, and, perhaps, and perhaps maybe that kind of puts a little full stop. Maybe that sums it up, unless there's anything else. Um, do you think there's anything else we need to add? Anything else we've missed in terms of I think uh, only one other thing I would say is consider your timelines. Um, mm. Depending on which kind of channel you want to be working at, uh, working with, and w- what kind of content you need to create or want to create will obviously have an impact on the time it takes for things to go to print. If we're going with printed um, content, yeah. um, writing articles, if that's what we're going to want to do, setting up events, inviting people, that kind of thing. So um, my final thought is just to say, think about your timelines and all of this as well, so we can have a really good planned, um, measured approach to your media partnership. Absolutely, that's a really good point. You're right. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> um, I think I was just going to say as well that, um, especially when you're when you're in that planning stage, you can often kind of not be narrow minded, but get focused on like one particular piece of content and be like, "We're doing a media partnership. It will look like this one thing." But especially when those initial discussions are having, like, feel free to think outside the box and think about mm. all the possible things that could spawn from it like several articles a podcast in uh, episode like live interviews uh, mm. like smaller adverts like the the world is your oyster don't don't be limited it's gonna yeah be this one thing that will be amazing make it several things that will be amazing yeah. absolutely and obviously different assets different channels talk to different people in different ways so if we can let's talk to them in all the ways they can consume the media um my last last point here is just, <laughs> is just making making sure that our messages are consistent across all channels in the different ways that we are delivering yeah. the content yes thank you <laughs> Well, lovely. Thank you, guys. That was um, that was a good chat. Um, and for those listening, if there's any question, if you do have any questions from today's episode on media partnerships, if um, there's anything you think we haven't covered and you're desperate to know, um, please do get in touch. We always love to hear from you, and we love to hear what you want to hear from us next. So, if you do just want any advice as well, free advice on media partnerships and, and where to get started, please do get in touch. You can find our contact details on the website and that's adpr.co.uk again if there are any particular episodes have a look through what we've already done Um, if there's anything you want to hear about learn about let us know and you know we love to talk so we'd be happy to record an episode on something you'd be interested to know about Um, until then we'll see you next time bye bye